Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into a special edition of the KSR Football Podcast. I'm Nick Roush, where today I won't be joined by Freddie Drew or Chuck. Instead, I'm going to be joined by a couple of cats who are just hanging up their cleats Phil Hoskins and Quentin Bohanna, two of the big boys from the defensive line. You might know them better as Q and Big Sack. Well, today, they're just going to chop it up with me and talk some ball. Um, we touched on a bunch of topics. It's it's really, like, like it, it's just talking ball. We're having fun talking about their time at Kentucky, their wildly successful time at Kentucky. And they can kind of take the gloves off a little bit, relax a little bit, because they're not under the thumb of the UK media relations folks. Great folks there, but, you know, you, you kind of want to watch your words. There's no holding back, and it's 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 great to, to just let them – uh, speak freely about their time in Kentucky, all the good times and bad. Um, but I, I would be remiss if I did not mention before we start that Phil still has not completely shut the door on his time in Kentucky. He's still he's still leaving his options open, so that seventh year of football um, actually could happen. Um, but I, I think you all will enjoy this greatly. I had a great time talking to them. I appreciate talking to them. We actually had this conversation on Monday on Martin Luther King Day. And I'm not one for sappy posts or anything like that, but uh, reflecting on that day, it made me really grateful for all of the folks who have made sacrifices to where that guys from Memphis and Toledo and Louisville um, from wildly different backgrounds can just come together and, and, and talk about football. It, that's why what makes it one of the greatest games. Thank you to all who have made sacrifices, the few who made sacrifices for many to succeed. Uh, on on all aspects, from the first four guys who broke the color barrier at the University of Kentucky, right onto the guys who are still and guys and girls who are speaking out now uh, to make the world a better place. Thank you, and, and thanks to all of you all for listening and being a part of this. I think you're going to greatly enjoy it, and thanks to the guys for contributing to the UK football program. It's been a fun ride, and uh, it's about to get wilder. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Quentin Bohanna and Phil Hoskins. Nick Roush here, happy to be joined by two of the best from the trenches. There's a big blue wall that gets a lot of rep, but Kentucky's defensive well, line. Love. Exactly. They're a great crew. Phil Hoskins and Quentin Bohanna are joining me today. And we're just going to talk, we're going to talk ball. Um, you know, it, a lot happened this year, a lot happened throughout Charles' careers. And I just wanted to hear some of your side of the story about, you know, what, um, about the good, the bad, in between. And I wanted to start at the beginning because, I, like, Phil, you're from Toledo, the glass city. Like, what, 
Can you explain what, like, why is it the glass city? Why does Toledo play in the glass bowl? That's ridiculous. Um, basically we make glass there, you know, we got like the glass blowing thing in our Toledo museum. Uh, but I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you what, really why they call it the glass city, but I know why they call it Holy Toledo. And that's why, that's because, you know, it's got so many churches, like there were so many churches in Toledo. Oh. But I think the glass thing came from our glass blowing, you know. Okay. The guys well, who blow glass. I know Finley is not far from Toledo, and yeah. it, it's called the Flag City because they make all the flags there. So I just like that Ohio has all these towns. You just call them whatever they make. Yeah, yeah. weird. They weird up there, man. Memphis is just called Memphis, man. <laughs> Well, I'm curious, Q, so you're from Memphis. What, like, I for me, my only notion of Memphis is Beale Street and basketball and Cal. So, like, what what was it like growing up in Memphis when, I mean, hell, Cal had Memphis rolling. Oh, yeah, those were the times. Those were the times for sure. But, you know, it's, it's Memphis like any other rugged place. You got to work. Blue collar. got to grow up fast. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And I, you know, had that mindset, you can make it out of there, you can make it out anywhere. So, I, you know, I'm proud. I'm a proud Miffian, and I'm always real proud. <laughs> yeah, he, he more than proud about Memphis. All he do is rep Memphis, <laughs> Memphis, Memphis. That's him. You can't say nothing about Tennessee unless it involves Memphis. No, you, you can you can speak on Tennessee because I'm not from Tennessee. I'm just oh. from Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is his own place. That's that's what he'd say. Memphis is his own place. We are our own place, our own little country down there, our own little world. Ain't nothing like it. I like that because I, I, when I asked Josh Ali about going to his home state of Jacksonville, he was like, I ain't from there. <laughs> uh, South sure. Florida is completely different than Jacksonville. But so I, I'm curious, is – is did you were you pro or anti the blind side when that came out? Uh, it was a good movie, like the story was good, but I know people who know you know Michael Orr, so he was kind of against it a little bit. You know, he didn't feel everything was true. I ain't like how they tried to make him like he wasn't, you know, they tried to make him like he was real off, but he wasn't, he was a good dude. But I liked the movie, it was a good storyline, it was good for Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, they Disney, you know, they they charged some stuff up, and I I was just curious what the the woke that was um that was one of my team bonding uh, adventures from the last time I got to play ball. So I, it, it's been a while since I've had on shoulder pads, like a long while. I would be hurt in an instant if, if I were to do that anytime soon. But what's it just like right now? Like, oh snap! Like, I'm done playing Kentucky football. Um, for me, the transition been kind of. I ain't really had much time to just be like, oh, I'm done, because I got right back to it. Like, I got a couple days off after the bowl game, and I'm right back at it now, training and getting ready for the combine and everything. So when I sit back and think about it, it's crazy, because those four years went by fast, super fast. But, you and know, Philly, you, part of, part of you're, what, six years into college football? I mean, I'm sure you get the jokes all the time about being in it forever. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I definitely do. You know, I'm old man Phil, Uncle Phil. I'm all these – anything that basically got to do with being an old person, they've they been called it. Yeah, um, Uncle Phil. Did you get more yeah. stuff than Duffy? Because – or was it – are you all just the old Yeah, man? yeah, listen, listen. I get more stuff than Duffy, but it's because Duffy don't look how old he is. Like, I'm big, you know, I'm huge, so I just yeah. look old. Duffy pushing 30 now. It's, it's... Yeah, Duffy, Duffy way older than me, and it's crazy. Oh, man. Well – 
whenever we would talk to JUCO guys, they would talk to just how miserable it was. Was there one thing in particular from JUCO that was just unlike anything else you've ever experienced before? There was plenty of that. I mean, I was in cornfields, so I know you know what's good. Like, but uh, there was this, you know, the one thing, as soon as you said that to me, you know, the food was good sometimes, but those burgers, man, I don't know where they were manufacturing these burgers, man. <laughs> but listen, it looked like the face of the moon. Like, they had craters. I'm talking about the burgers just looked wild, bro. Like, I've never seen... I had to lift my bread up a couple times and make sure nothing was crawling out my burger, man. But Highland, yeah, it was actually a good place. Like, it was a great place. I, I, if, if I could do it all again, I'll still choose Highland to go to for Chico. Yeah, I just, I know it's not as nice as, uh, I, I'm the word's escaping me. Not table. What, what do they, what do they call um, the food y'all get in, in the cafeteria or whatever? Oh, man. Training table. Training, Training table. table. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different what they're cooking up there. Um you, you mentioned, too, right before the bowl game, Phil, like to, to take kind of a serious turn here for a second, you talked about just how throughout your time, how much you matured and kind of how much Coach Stoops helped you along the way. Just what is the last three or four years your, your time at Kentucky just meant for you, you personally? Me personally? It meant a lot to me, you know. I got to be around guys that helped me mature. I got to see – you know, the growth in myself and a lot of guys. And when I came back, I got to pull a couple guys with me. And that, it, it took time. Like, it came over time, but I got to take a couple guys into my wing, you know, help them develop. Um, but the lessons I learned here usually came through, like, team meetings when I would just sit back and listen and be a sponge. I would listen to, you know, what Stoop said, what Coach Merrill said, what my coach say. You know, you got to take things for what they are. Um, but my time here has been good. It's been really good, actually. And, you know, going back to that question earlier about, you know, what we're going to miss. I was watching TikTok, and uh, this girl, this D1 girl was, you know, like, you know filming her day-to-day -day trip after a game. And I was like, dang, I'm not going to be flying on planes no more, you know, eating with the team, like at hotels, doing stuff like that. And I was like, College football is really over for me, so you know, I was like, you know, crazy. That's that had to be kind of a, a crummier part of this year too. Is like they cut back on the on the fun stuff. Like I don't know, y'all got you got to go to uh, was it Panama Jacks or whatever. But even just like the Tuesday nights with the family queue, like you couldn't even have the big team meals anymore. Like that mm -hmm. just I, I don't I, I don't think. Either, any of us from the outside can really understand just how crappy it was at times on the inside. Yeah, it was, man. It was hard for us, especially because Coach Stoops, he put so much emphasis on team bonding and, you know, coming together. And it was, man, it was a big change this year. So we had to work around the protocols and everything. But I think at the end of the day, like that bowl game, it brought, like, the whole year together. I mean, it, like, put the whole year, like, like it was worth it after like because we got to be together we spent time like we we bonded like never before during those little three days we was in florida so it was very, yeah i think i think yeah. i think that trip might have been better than any of the other boat trips even though it was only like three sure. days like yeah, we definitely sure. had like a great time in those three days like that was a that was a great boat trip even though you know 
COVID made it shorter at guidelines and everything, but it didn't yeah, feel like, did like uh, go ahead, my bad. Oh, I, I was just gonna say it just felt like you all finally got to exhale. All right. Definitely. And it showed in our play how we play. You can tell like everybody was loose. We were so ready to go play. And it was more playing for each other. Everybody was back. We didn't we wasn't worried about corona. Man, that was it was just some good times. That's that's a, that's something I'm gonna miss for sure. That was a good time, man. Yeah, that's definitely something that I'm never probably gonna forget. I'll hey, never forget that. You got three rings out of it too. You said you were <laughs> Yeah, like three I might I might show you a sneak peek of what these rings look like. Um oh they got them, you know, posted up in the locker room. Listen, my pinky gonna look so good, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> So, is is it like do you wear the rings out regularly, or is this like a only bring it out for special occasions kind of thing? You know, I never really wear my rings out, like my rings. But like, I feel like one day, you know, once I get a little older, I'm gonna get like a trophy case and put my, you know, the game balls and the mm -hmm. rings in them. But like, of course, when I first get them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just wear them somewhere, like all three rings. I'm gonna just wear them somewhere just to do it. <laughs> no, with me, my mama got. Everything you know in a little in a safe somewhere, spot. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's smart. That's smart. Uh, you know, and like they aren't very practical, but they still are cool as hell. And like it's it's like the the old man thing. Like you know, when when if Freddie had one of those bowl rings, he would be showing up to the K Club rocking them for, on game days, kind of thing. That's that's when you. <laughs> That yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what, you know. That's something. Freddie, my god, man, I miss Freddie, man. That's my guy. What? See, Freddie was listen. Freddie was too cool. Like Freddie, was man, I miss Freddie, cool. man. Man, <laughs> that's why we're glad we oh got back from y'all. Um, it was it was weird having a year without him, but uh, we're glad to have him man. back. Um, Freddie, good dude, genuine. So that year, 2018. When you all think back at that season, what's what's the first like? There was a lot of crazy wins. I, I guess we'll start with UQ. What was the what's the one win or one moment from 2018 when I first mentioned that season? What comes to mind? Uh, of course, the Florida game for sure. We went to the swamp. Nobody thought we was gonna do it. I think that was ranked like 20th or something. That's yeah. the biggest moment. The first thing I think of. Yeah. The first thing I thought of, you know, was the Florida game. But then I thought about that Mississippi State game. When the stadium yeah, thing was just full of smoke, like that looked like some off a movie, man. It was crazy. Yeah, that 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 memory right there is the one for me. But the thing about that year, we knew what we was about to do because that all season, that spring, man, um, we worked out like no other. Like, and it was us. It wasn't like coaching them put emphasis on doing this with woo. It just everybody held everybody accountable. You know, Josh was making we our we was on the same rack, so we was playing around with woo. Man, they getting on our ass. If I'm bullshit, feel getting on my ill just Yeah, like we it was a team. Do that season. Yeah, that, that season was crazy because we like you said, we really knew what we were about to do. Like nobody else was believing us, but we knew we were putting in the work, the time, the effort, the dedication to go out there and whoop anybody we had to play. Sure. It definitely it definitely showed, you know, that's just what it's gotta be for them boys next year and the next the years to come. That that Mississippi State game, I that's a slept on game. Yeah, that was there were so many big ones, but like it was top twenty five. It was fighting fire with fire, just going to be nasty in the trenches. And I forgot about that smoke because they launched the fireworks off, and it had been like raining or something. So it went away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man. That was supposed to be. Yeah, that game was State fire. Boy, like that game was crazy. They was coming in. Everybody like they were like the most physical team, and you know they had. 
Fitzgerald, big ass running, all these yeah. quarterback runs. Yeah. Man, Josh got he he had like five almost sacks and then three sacks in that game. Man, let me tell you something, man. Josh, every game, Josh was having fifteen tackles and three sacks, and nobody saying nothing about it. It was normal to us, like yeah, like we expected you know, like, that out of dude. He would come up to me sometimes because I would talk trash to him. I talk shit to him. He'd be like, I'd be like, you know, I'm still better than you, blah blah. blah. So toward the end of the season, he came to me. He was like, Hey, Phil, you still think you better than me? I was like, hell yeah, I do. But listen, I didn't know how good this man was until I actually watched a TV copy game. Like, usually, you know, we break our film down, blah, blah, blah. But I was watching a TV copy, and he was just killing dudes. Like, nobody could stop him. Like, he was just – he really looked the part. He for sure – he he top three player I didn't ever seen or played with or anything ever, all levels. Like, for sure. Playing playing right next to him, you just didn't see it, but – Mm-hmm. Well, it was one. He's the only guy that I've ever watched. Like, like on third down, it was like you watch Josh. You weren't watching the ball. You weren't watching the quarterbacks. Like you were watching Josh to see what he did. And I'm curious as guys who who were rushing next to him, like, what did he? How did he impact what you were supposed to be doing out there? I mean, man. Yeah, like it was like certain plays, you know, where I would have to do like certain stunts and like make gaps. But he didn't really need to work regardless. But I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna let you go ahead with that one because that man was fire. Man, it just used to be like you'll be out there with him. And you'll be like. Josh, go get his ass. You telling them for the yeah, play, like, Josh. We, go get his ass. We call like on Josh. Missouri we know Josh going to make something happen. Like That Missouri game slept on, too. That year when we went to Missouri, that's a slept on game for sure. Oh, that – see, that's my – He was balling. That's my – I think the man on. had 30 tackles. He had like 30 tackles in three seconds. And I think yeah, like, in how that you, second how you half, that? there was 13 straight three and outs against that Not Missouri offense. Down. And look – Feel like I like this, but coach came to the sideline after halftime and said, "No more substitutions. We're not taking nobody out. Nobody come in. Y'all stand. The one defense stayed in the whole second half, and we ran one defense. We played one eye bacon and shut them boys down. With Drew Lock for a whole half. That's my worst person. Yeah, that they did it. I was glad that they did it, boy. I'm trying to tell. Yeah, that's credit to Coach House on that one. He said, "Man, yeah. we're gonna do what we do." And this shit, we dominated them, boy. It was uh, it was like the the scene in Remember the Titans when Coach Yost is like, "Not one more yard," and this <laughs> that's what it felt like. That's yeah, what it felt yeah, like. And I I was down on the sideline. I went down right after Lynn made that return, and. I personally had talked a bunch of smack that week. There was people giving Terry a lot of hell, and it's like, guys, like, I know Terry hasn't played great, but first off, the alternative's not much better. Secondly, like, this team's winning some games. Let him let him get a little leeway, and he wasn't right. well. But Bowden had that big return, and then on the final drive, he was just delivering darts out there. You had to the play by Bouvier, and then, I, I mean – the flat, just that whole last sequence, you could feel that whole stadium just get the wind sucked out of them. It was unlike anything else I've ever experienced. I remember, you know, some, like, they had a player that would play, I guess it was in the NFL or something, and that was like, before the game, he was like, when we beat Kentucky, don't storm the field. They still Kentucky. So we were like 11, 
in the country or something. And I know he's shitty. I'm glad you said something about Bouvier, because you know, when I think of somebody with hands, Bouvier always comes to mind. That man did not drop a ball. Nothing. Like he was he was a legit wide receiver. Like he was legit at catching the ball. If you threw that I ball, never seen Bouvier, somebody with arms that little. I don't think I ever met somebody. Yeah, he was only like little. five five. And you know, he was catching everything. Like uh, it's crazy. That whatever is how you say on the on the depth chart when he played. You got to take at least two, three inches. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, that's that's but what the people, ball, the people on ESPN, they love to say that you were like 400 pounds, Q. They love to talk about how big you were. I hate, man, you know, I hated that. They love, every time I made a play, it was, well, God, it size. Not knowing, I'm like 330. <laughs> I, I haven't been, I wasn't that way ever. I played this whole season no heavier than 335, 340. But... <laughs> They would do that with you and Bobby every single time. They were like, oh, 400 pounds in the middle of <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Hey, what? They were saying about Bully, too. Talking about 380. I'd be like, damn. That man, I know damn 380. Yeah. <laughs> he can't even play it. They got to take them stats from fresh. I mean, that weight from freshman year off. Man. They're going to see when the, when the come, combine, and the, well, I don't know how everything will work, but when the pro day and everything come, my official weight going to be out. Yeah. yeah. So in that Missouri game, before the game, y'all about – I thought I was going to see a brawl in the tunnel because they had that little temporary chain link fence in between the two teams uh, whenever y'all were coming out at the same time. Yeah. It was that game, and then there was the one, uh, you know, belt bolt where y'all were coming out of the same tunnel too. I'm curious, what what's some of the – like in, in the in the Gator Bowl, like you, what do you – what are you reminding the quarterback after he throws that, that first interception? Oh, I'd be on their ass. I'd be on their <laughs> ass. Be, him, like Mississippi State quarterback, I went and told him, like, bro, you got to stop. Come, you boys. And they're like two. But uh, NC State quarterback, I just looked up. He felt so bad. He was the whole game. He was like, who, 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 who? he was just complaining. So I just had to look at him like, it's really your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was fun, I, like, I like messing with him. It's fun. One second, let me get my charge. I so for you, Phil. I know you're big. Uh, I don't know if joke maker is the right word, but like, uh, I, is is it is it just inherently a thing where in the trenches you're you got to talk trash just because, like, Phil talk more than everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, listen. I used to not talk, but this year, like, I was all the way turned up. Like anybody who wanted to smoke, I was giving it to them. Like. They didn't even have to want it because they were going to get it regardless. Like, I was delivering it for free. They didn't have to pay me for that because I'm giving it. Well, so did that Did that come – like, was that like that in practice too? Like, would you draw at some of the guys in practice too on the other side? No. When Stenberg I mean, was here. Yeah. I used to hate Stenberg. I hated Stenberg. But, like, he was always a cool dude, but, like, I just didn't like him. I that was like my him guy. Too. Stenberg was my guy. That was my dude. Yeah, like, I feel like Stenberg would be the kind of dude that you would just – you couldn't help but hate if you were going up against him all Dude, the time. I hated Stenberg, but, like, me and him always made each other better, you know. Like, that was my go-to guy. I had, like, rush. a secret hit out for Phil and Mark Warren. They ain't like them. <laughs> yeah. So, who's who's the toughest dude to go up against the line in practice? For me, me, I go against Drake and twenty four seven. That's the only person I see. Yeah. And who I was going so Drake was for sure. Forcing. Like I would go up against the guards, and you know, Forcey, 
it took me a little while to, you know, figure out Horsey because like like we were just talking about Stenberg, I used to go up against Stenberg all the time. So and I knew he was a mauler, you know, he was coming to get me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would work that move, work that move. But with uh, Horsey, he was more of like a finesse guy. So it took me a little while to figure him out, like, and what to do. Horsey a ball. I was used to Stenberg coming, so. How, how long would it take you, like, in a game? When you're going up against the the dude across from me, how long does it take you to to kind of figure them out? We take me. I just need a drive, and yeah. I know what I can do. I'll say, I'll say by the second half, I done figured you completely out. But it's it's sometimes harder that you know because we are more of a run stop defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my hey, we, hey, hold up one second. I don't want to cut my ball. Out. Go ahead. Phil, we not in UK no more, bro. Say what you gotta say, bro. <laughs> I mean, you feel me, hey? But no, nah, no, nah, because you feel me, I can't. <laughs> Listen, we have more defense not so meant. I got to feel. Our defense not meant for us to just go go off like. So you got like Auburn, you got like Mississippi State, where these D lines are getting off of tagging million plays in the backfield, and it's not Kentucky's defense. You know, we yeah, can do man. it. Because if you think about it, Kentucky didn't have no guys. When me and Phil, we got in there together. They didn't have no guys with our body types, our just way of playing defensive line. So yeah, we went in there, we, we changed their whole culture. We changed the culture of that D-line. Now you go in that room, it's dogs in that room. It ain't just like when I got there, it was clear. You knew, all right, he played this, he played this, he played this. There's nothing else they can do. Now you go in the room, you got dog, those young guys, those guys are some dogs, every one of them. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that them young boys came in like while we was here, because like you said, when me and Q got here, I promise, I don't care what nobody says, because I saw what the D-line was doing before we got here, like, and how, you know, everything was going, like, they had dogs, but it wasn't like, like this. You weren't controlling so, the gap. Yeah, yeah, like they I weren't sitting like we down. Definitely, yeah, we definitely changed the culture. Now. Calvin and TJ were some good players. Yes, they won. Calvin and TJ, them, them, my boys. Like they, de- like, and you know, I was with them like as an older guy. You know, I was supposed to be in that class, but like, I think it, I think it really started when I was coming from JUCO and I was talking all that shit. Like, oh yeah, I'm coming in here to do this, this, blah blah, and it's like, oh, he think he's gonna do all this, but like when I got there, I was working to take somebody's spot. And like that elevated day game too, because you know you feel me, the new guys. Like the culture, so. of that whole room yes. changed. Like expectations not the same. Yeah. You know, like, but it, you know, we was overshadowed by the big blue wall, like, which is yeah. all the recognition they get and everything people say about them is well deserved. Those some dogs and coaches, up. but you know, we and had a hell of a line room. We had a hell give of a lot of credit room. to the the big blue wall. I promise, because listen. This summer, you know, you know, COVID took away spring. You know, that was my first mm-hmm. time back. I'm so glad that I got to practice against the big blue wall every day. Because no, when I say I needed to knock that rust off, if I wasn't going up against Landon and Kennard and Horsey and Drake and Luke, they better than ever. Like, sure. yeah, if I was at a different school and they had one of those just who knows what would happen? Like, who knows? Ask y'all about injury stuff because both of y'all had yeah you had your sin obviously 2019 right that took you out completely phil and then q you had i guess it was early on you had some bad ankle stuff and it was just kind of lingering what's that just uh, what's going through your mind when you're 
stuck on the sideline and like there's there's really nothing you can do about it. It just just show up to to treatment. Um, the ankle stuff with me wasn't it wasn't big this season. I like I had a MCL sprain after the Tennessee game. I had to miss two games, but the ankle I played with it. But it just like you said, it's something nagging, and when you know you can't move and do what you want to do, how you normally do it, it is aggravating. And, you know, you'd be frustrated. But with the neat thing for me, probably was the the probably most serious injury I'd had. It really just was like you can't play. You gotta rehab rehab to get right and it's it's real aggravating i was watching them play they played like mizzou we lost georgia was a game i wanted to play so it's real aggravating frustrating for sure now phil i'll let him talk about here (laughs) (laughs) so how did it how did that even happen because we were up in the press box we were excited to see big snack back in the game and all of a sudden we just Wait, is he getting help to the locker room? What do you, what happened? I, man, I wish I knew exactly what happened, but it really had to do with, uh, like, so one of the guys was going harder than the other. So me and my guy were going hard, but the guard, he was like, because, you know, like, we run the same, we run the same plays before pregame. Mm-hmm. They go this way, they go this way. So me and we were going to my right, but uh, the guard, like, he, he was going hard this play, actually. And he got, like, behind me to go get a linebacker. So he engaged this guy. My tackle came. But, like, my foot got caught in his cleat because, you know, I stepped over there. Oh. And, like, I just got twisted in my knee. I don't know. Like, they said – what did they say? They said uh, my fibular – whatever, something – Whatever the thigh bone is, hit the back of my kneecap, shattered mm. it, like shattered a piece of it, and I sprained my MCL and PCL. So it, I not I tried to get up, but like yeah. once it happened, I knew I knew I wasn't gonna be able to get up. Like I tried and I tried, but that was just a freak injury. That was some freak stuff. But the they, they the injury, game, like feel, I could cry. They injury actually I did cry. Your, actually, like, they injury changed your whole way of thinking, though. Yes, like a knee. That that's different. Like. I don't think this whole year, you know, I was do. moving off the ball. Like, I was – a lot of people told me, like, why are you so far off the ball? You know, like, it was all about me, you know, trusting my leg, really. But when I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to just trust it completely and just go ball. That's, you know, that South Carolina game where I was up close in the ball, doing all this stuff, and then I ended up getting the SEC, you know, play of the week, the play of the week at football. And I was like, I think I'm going to just go ahead and trust this thing because, you know, good things <laughs> happen when this happens. So, well, and I guess – oh, no, that was that was before that. The uh, the, the the pick against Georgia, that's got to be career highlight, right? Like Yeah, that one was fine. I feel that like – That was hard. Super hard. Yeah, like I, I really wanted to pick like Josh, you know, so I could just take it off and run. But, I, you know, I told him – and that's crazy. I told him I was going to get a pick. I'm like, I'm going to get the next pick. But, how much yeah, I feel like that definitely was a career highlight. Out. It was like perfect timing. Yeah, how much how much hell did y'all give Josh for getting caught from behind? Still giving him hell. <laughs> yeah, like you're supposed to be the athletic guy, and you got caught by somebody else from behind, bro. With he yards to go, not even. Group. He the standard. He the athletic standard of our group. And if he get caught, what do you think they're gonna think about our look? Yeah, like yeah, I had to get on his ass, but don't. 
definitely had to get on the oh, ass. Man. I don't know what's wrong with Josh for getting caught. Oh man, that was great. I, also, I did I ever get the origin of Big Snack? Like, where did that come from? And why well, is it two yeah. C's and not a K? Is it just because uh, you're, you're thick with two C's? Is that where it comes from? Like, no, no, no. My dad really came up with that. Um, and the two C's just came from a lifestyle, but he gave me that nickname because I guess I eat a lot. I, I can't even say because, because I know I eat a lot. Uh, come up because yeah he was just like he was like i'm gonna call you big snack and i was like you know what i like that i'm gonna make that my twitter name oh that's well i I like the drawing on the shirt too zadarius that's his that's his move now he's all about writing on the the undershirt the shirt yeah yeah kind of of cool really is change up another uk guy who he was around for brumball and then uh, you all had Coach LeBlanc for three years, and then Best this year, in the business. Best Coach Stu. What, what's it like when you uh, – I, I know that a lot of folks, you know, you think of the head coach, but you all spend – your position coach, you spend more time with him than anybody else. Right. He's your main guy. You're with him countless hours of the day. What, what's it like whenever you, you got a, a change in the position room? Uh, it, was, it wasn't really different from down. Like, it wasn't really different for us because Stu was there with LeBlanc at one point. But my our first two years. So he already knew like the type of dudes we was, like the type of coaching we liked, the type of coaching it takes to get to us. So it wasn't really a big transition. And they teach the same stuff. The big difference between those guys is Coach LeBlanc laid back, he gonna get his point across and that's what it is. But Stu he energized, he running all up and down the practice field. So that's the difference, really. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, when we first got here, he was here with us. Um, so we really only had, like, a year or two without him. But, like, yeah, when he got here, he knew how guys was. He knew what, you know, we liked and what we didn't like. Um, the biggest difference was, like he said, the laid-back thing. Like, Coach LeBlanc, he's just going to talk to you. He's not going to yell at you. He's not going to do nothing. He's just going to talk to you. Stu, you doing something that present? Damn, damn. I'm like, all right, Coach Stu, all right, all right. <laughs> The thing about LeBlanc, though, was that he was the only person in that building that I just, you know, I can just go. We can talk about life, anything. Yeah. Every other coach, it was just football because they couldn't, you know, it went, I ain't look at nothing wrong with that because they couldn't relate to me and where I'm from and who grew. So LeBlanc was my guy. So when he left, they kind of, you know, it kind of stung a little bit in that aspect. But when they said we were getting Stewart, you know, yeah, like, because I, I still call Coach LeBlanc to this day. Like, I mm-hmm. like, I think I called him like a week ago, to be honest. Yeah, like, I did just talking. Totally. Like, I, 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 I like that. Like, I fuck with him heavy. That's he, uh, he would do the thing in an interview when you would ask about like a young guy. He's like, man, these young guys, they think they know what they're doing. <laughs> he just kind of laughed. We really did. We really did think we knew what he was doing. Well, and, and I think it's just, uh, you know, when you come in and you're the big guy on campus, and especially these new kids who are, you know, Rogers is a five-star, Hayes was a top two. You, you're, you've been told you're great, and then you get there, and, like, SEC football, it's a little bit different. Um, it takes some learning to, to kind of figure out your, your place in the pecking order and just the kind of brutality of getting beat up all the time. And uh, that's why I'm curious from y'all's perspective, who – Who's really done a good job adapting out of out of that group of underclassmen that that really can step up in the near future and and, and make an impact on the football field? 
All of them, for real, because none of them really had the mindset like that was the guy who was like, they eager to learn and actually like football. And yeah. they knew that the guys in front of them were, like, they didn't have to come in. And like me and Phil's situation, we had to come play, like, day one. But in their situation, they didn't. You know, they had to take a learn. And they looked at us like big brothers. And, you know, that's why our room was close and tight-knit. Because those young guys came in eager to learn. So that's why I know they're going to be good for sure. Because they love football. And they not, they, they one of them had no cocky mindset. They all want to learn and soak up all the knowledge they can. Yep. Especially D-line. The young D-line. I, I told them, y'all going to be some dogs. Yeah, this don't, don't get fat. Don't get fat. Because, you know, they came in here built. Yeah. Like, like Josiah, Octavius, Trader, Man. they came here. So I'm oh. like, shit, if y'all don't get fat and you just keep working, shit, go ahead. Hayes has got a neck that's, like, bigger than his head. That thing is yeah, enormous. Like, oh, I mean, his head been small, but his neck is big, though. Every <laughs> single one of them in practice or something, it'll be a date where they'll do something. You'll be like, man, that dude's different. Like, every single one of them. Not just, like, one, when Ox came in the spring, everybody knew he going to be it. Then Josiah yeah. came. Then Justin, like. Those, yeah, they're they gonna be good. Fire. I feel like they're gonna be fine. Yeah. Uh, and Josh still there, and they so they still got a guy they can look up to for sure. Yeah, they got Mark a great Mark example. They're gonna be good. They're so be real good. I gotta ask you, Q. What in the hell is is Bully doing when he puts his finger up? Like, is he saying no, 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 or is he like saying that was yeah. me? Like, what's, what's hold on, man? Hold on, hold on. They he he stole my man Q. Yeah, we ain't gonna speak on that. You know what I mean? Listen. We ain't gonna speak on it. <laughs> he I stole my man. That's his little thing, you know. But, but it's working for him. But so me like, and Quan, we everything for me and Quan, you know, we want A one B. So I let my boy get that. He deserves yeah. it. So it's yeah, like that's a little, tumbo, that's a just like thing. Yeah, okay. it's a no 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 like Yeah. They got the nose guard thing. Nose. The DNs ain't doing that. We ain't gonna do that. That's that's the nose guard thing. You, yeah, you you don't need to uh, show yeah. off like that. Yeah. Um. we let him know. <laughs> Cause no, with Tumbos. I just throw the hand in the air like, no. It's, it's more of a, why are you? Why would you try to run where we at? Don't try that. Like, that's not going on. So here's here's a hypothesis I, I formulated, and tell me if I'm wrong. Going into these last two bowl games against ACC teams, there was a very much like we're gonna go in there. And just shove them into a locker, bunch of nerds. And we're going to bully them around because they don't play real football. We'll show them how you play real football. Is it, am am, am I off? No. You're not off. You spot on, really. Yeah. It's a big difference from playing. No other team. And playing. Play like an SEC team. I don't care what nobody in America says. There's no other team that plays like SC teams. It's do. not even a playing style. It's just a side. Like, these are – everybody is a grown man. It's like – we play NC State, and I don't know them. I don't want to talk bad about them, but they got these little bitty guards. Like, little yeah, little guys. boys, little fat boys. I'm like, man, I'm going to have my way with these dudes. And then <laughs> you go and play Georgia or Bama when they center is 6'6", 330. Like, yeah, it's, it's a different. It's a different type of – it's a different type of body type in ACC. Well, and we saw, uh, I think it's Harris, Deontay Harris for Bama in the championship game. Looking what? thicker than a snicker. That dude is, it's a wild load to, to handle. Uh, but y'all went out there. Y'all did bully both teams. 
Uh, Virginia Tech, they did put up a good punch. They threw the ball pretty well. I, at, at any point last year, did y'all just look at Lynn Bowden and be like, what is this guy doing? Like, no, we never did. Never. <laughs> it was, man, Lynn was our offense. If there was no Lynn, I, we probably went 0-12 there yet. Yeah, when we did, you people don't realize we didn't have a quarterback. Like we didn't have nobody that can throw the ball. Well, and Stoops, he likes to do the thing with injuries too, where there's just you know, oh well, you know they're getting better, and they, just, they don't really say anything. And when Bowden first got in, you're like, you know, I think this guy, I think he could be all right for a little while, but for it to keep working and keep just bullying teams and watching him just run over dudes, I. I, I like to tell people I was like, "Oh, man, was that they peaked? Them boys was that they peaked?" Well, and they were running downhill, pulling dudes the all over the place. Was crazy, man. The scheme, what they were doing, and then you got to think of it like in football terms. It's like you got an extra blocker with a running back. You, the quarterback, only thing Lane got to do is make the first man miss, which he gonna do anyway. And you at the gate, so that run he like had against Louisville was. Crazy. No, the V Tech, he did a QB draw. We was down like a touchdown, third and ten. Everybody in the stadium knew what we was gonna do. This man, like sixty yards. I was like, man, this dude. Yeah, I feel like playing against Lynn would probably be like playing tag. Like you you gotta it's too hard <laughs> to touch it, bro. This you man. remember the scrimmages, bro? And count? Yes. Yes. This man going back and forth across the field. I'm like, Lynn, you gonna make me get a loaf on tape, bro. Yes, this, bro. <laughs> like this man, it's like he didn't get tired because he's gonna run side, sideline, so everybody get on one side and then go. It's crazy. Yeah, like he, he was, he, he was shifty. He was, he was definitely up there in the shiftiness. And then to to end like to end it by throwing a touchdown too to Josh, right. like <laughs> perfect throw, perfect route too. Fire. Well, he was, he was definitely a good player. And he called he was it a play. great player. So, of all the teams you play, we've mentioned a lot of teams that I personally hate. Which team did you love to hate the most? What team was your favorite team to beat? Tennessee. And I don't even know why. Like, I, I don't know why I never not liked Tennessee. But, like, once I realized, you know, how big that robbery was and, like, just the disrespect, like, oh, sometimes, like, I want to fight the dude in front of me so much that I would forget that, you know, we was, like, playing football. But that's just how crazy that game was. Like, I don't know. that The Tennessee game, those are just different. Those are different. Especially being down there. Like, I can't, you know, I can't give them the bird or everything yeah, right we now. Had, we had a point to it's prove. It's definitely Knoxville. When we went to Knoxville this season, we had a point to prove for sure. Definitely did. But I, I Florida got to be the luckiest team in America. The luckiest team in America. I don't know how they do this. They are lucky, man. Like, I think we're supposed to beat them all three, three, three of the times out of the four. Three of the four. Yeah, three of the four. This last one was the one that just got away. Yeah, they and even oh this one gosh. too wasn't like Florida sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they were frauds, man. They couldn't run the football at all. No, that's just because you know we had a great front. Like our front was dominant. Like. Me, Q, Josh. I like that y'all haven't mentioned Louisville, though, because, like. You, let me, I was going to speak on this. My bad put you off. No, no, no. I, I think this is a disrespect to, well, I don't know about the past Kentucky, because I, but, like, to us, Louisville wasn't a rival. We moved on. Well, crazy they had Lamar. And come on now. Just, he yeah, that boy was fired. 
Lamar could have been at Western Kentucky and gave everybody problems. But after that, it was like, why is this a right? Auburn, Alabama, like yeah, other ten, we got Louisville. We knew we were gonna dominate just off the strength of like I told you, like it's different body types. Like they oh, even when they had Lamar, they like they O line wasn't just that's who it was. That's who it was. Did but you? It wasn't so much a rivalry to me. You know, back in Randall Cobden days or whatever, it probably was an intense rivalry, but they're not so much a rivalry to me. Well, did you – what about whenever their coach was really sad about the L's down? He was really, really sad. We was throwing – Right. That was throwing L's up. So, shit, he, I don't know. Oh, he just – I he just wanted something to say. They lost by 50. He couldn't complain about <laughs> the game being close or the ref because, shit, I don't know. I, I really do like the way that it's turned because, I you know, being from Louisville, I had to – I've grown up hearing a lot more of it. And the first win over Omar right before y'all got there was uh, nuts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from that point on, aside from, you know, his one payback, which you're right, Lamar is just – he's on a different level. Like, Lamar, Lamar. That run he had against the Titans, like, what, that's just like what, – like, what do you even – That ain't got nothing to do with nobody. That's just Lamar. Yeah. Um, so – of all the guys that you've been on the field with, is is he the one that's probably like the oh god, this guy? I mean, what do you? Who who's the craziest guys you've seen in person playing football? Yeah, hundred against uh, or with, you know, because I know y'all said Josh is one of the craziest too. Like, yeah, he he up there, he tough, he the tough. But then I seen um shit, Lynn, but against uh man Kyle Pitts, man, oh my god. He was fired. <laughs> that man ran a, a corner post out of three-point stands for 80 yards. I never seen a, like a tight end. Out of three yeah, points. he looked good, too. Like, in person, he looked like a good athlete. Like, he had the frame, the, the the height. Like, I didn't know he was this big. Like, I was like, hold on, man. But, yeah, he, he definitely was nice. Who else would you ask who the best players we ever win against, like playing right now? Either win against or just have seen while you're on the football field. Lamar, I ain't going to suck him off either. But listen, (laughs) it was this one play, man, when he was right in front of me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tackle his ass. And, like, I went to reach for him. But, like, as I was reaching for this man, it was like he was already gone. I was like, damn. If I could play it'd be like this. That man baked. That like, man baked somebody on the team and pointed at him. Yes, like, <laughs> I, I yeah, like yeah, ridiculous. He, he, he different. Who else? Who else out there? Oh uh, man, Mississippi State. That year we beat them. They had Jeffrey Simmons. That man was going stupid. Drake had a good game against him. Mm-hmm. That man made some plays where you was like he different. Him um, and Sweat were really good. That was a good one-two punch. Uh, Devontae Smith, he's just so smooth. Like, it don't pop out to you how good he is. Cause he's just so smooth. He look like he barely run hard, but he got off on us. He was good for Alabama. Would you all uh, recommend not playing a 10-game SEC schedule again? No, no it was, was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, it just I... was so much. This, this season, it's just the circumstances. Like, if you take the circumstances out, I think things with no excuses. But – Take the circumstances out. It would. I think things would have went different. But yeah, that's it's fun. Like every week, it's a game. Like 
Don't nobody. Yeah, that, that was that was. The you got a whole week dope. of practice, and you got to prepare for Toledo. Come on, that's like the, they like the city. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, don't nobody want to be in Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I ain't gonna lie, man. That Toledo game, a lot of dudes was you know going in like, oh, it's Toledo. And it got a little hectic for a minute, but of course we put it out. The guys, I knew we were gonna throw that in there. Yeah, of course we were gonna put. But it I'm just, it's different. Like it, it's only human nature to feel how you like you getting ready for Bama or you getting ready for Vanderbilt. But shoot, I look like we embrace. Yeah, we love it. I like. It. If I yeah, they should do that I more often. Like, they should do that like every other season, like all. All conference games, like every other season. Or if you're gonna play a non-conference game, like let it be somebody relevant. Like, nobody want to play Eastern Michigan and Northern Illinois. See, I go to LSU or something. Right, right. I kind of like those games personally because I didn't have to go in stressing out, you know, or like have. But that's the beauty of that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's like an NFL schedule. It really is. Uh, We're just week to week. Grown men every week. That like you got fun. Bama, you got Florida. We had a stretch though. Just talking about Florida, turning me up. That, that shit was great. Bama, Florida. Like I couldn't ask for a better opportunity. That was that. Yeah, like going against the best of the best of the best of the best. Because I don't care what nobody says. I feel like if we throw some of these players from these other divisions into SEC games, they don't get smashed. I don't care about what the politics talking about. Oh, he a good. Offensive line, he's a good wide receiver. I want them to come play SEC ball, and then let's see if they as good as everybody's saying. Because some conferences, I just feel like like peewee conferences. Like if I went to a different conference, I'd have been murdering people. But like SEC, yeah, that that schedule was crazy. I love that schedule. That yeah, that was, was fun, good. man. That was super fun. Uh, well, while before we get out of here, y'all were a part of some wild locker rooms. Um, First and foremost, uh, I need you all to grade Mark Stoops' dancing ability. I give him – he's somewhere in the negatives for me. One of the worst I've probably never seen. No coordination, no rhythm. I, I, I'm not going to grade it because I still be going up there and talking to him and, you know, no, that's I my don't guy. want no that's smoke. I don't want no smoke. But it ain't good. <laughs> I don't know how to even – yeah. What? So what, what was the best, best post-game celebration? Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. 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 Man, I, I want to say something about Coach Stoops. Man, Coach Stoops is like none other coach I've ever like. He genuinely care about his players and like their opinion and he like do. temperature of the locker room. Like everything, like he said, he told me and my mom when he came to Memphis. Like he ain't changed. He ain't wavered. He ain't. That's a good dude, man. That's yeah, he, 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 he a legit coach. I, I kid you not. Like, for. I want yeah. my son to play for Stoops. I'm glad I got to play for Coach Stoops. Like, and I knew he was the real deal when he came out to Kansas. And we just talked, you know. And even when I came here, we talked. But, like, he he actually cared about us. He not just in it for the business, to win games. Of course we want to win games, but, like, when it comes to our bodies and our personal lives, he actually give a damn. Like, you know, yeah, so like, oh, yeah, 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 blah, blah. All right, get out of here. 
he he really took the time to you know get to know us if we wanted him to get to know us. Because I'm up here where I'm at right now, who up like I'm training like with players from I ain't gonna say the names in the schools because good there. But of these other huge schools with these like these coaches, they sound like real assholes. Like, but man, I just I it's feeling good to be like man, I had a great coach, like a great man as a coach. Well, and I think. Stoops even said sometimes he would have to kick you out of the office, Phil, because he would have to, like, get back to work. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I would just walk in at the wrong time. Like, I would hear him on the phone sometimes, but, you know, I'm still coming in there. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, he always made drama. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, him and LeBlanc probably had to – oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting for somebody to – a former player to say a bad thing about Mark Stoops and – uh I haven't, I haven't heard it yet, and uh, neither even former staffers. You know, uh, Grand's going to separate ways, and you know that was one of those things that I, I think both parties knew it had to happen, even though they didn't want it to happen. But boy, I was say I never thought that was going to happen. Listen here, oh my gosh, I'm not saying I wanted Coach Grand to leave, but I was just like, they're never going to separate. Like they're inseparable. Mm-hmm. But I think I think after you know, people gave. The, these couple of seasons. He was a good coach, though. Coach Grant was definitely a good coach. People gave Grant some, some flex for what, uh, offense and stuff, but, well, man, I'm a D lineman. Like, that man do some like some stuff, some schemes he draw up in that run game and blocking schemes. Like, I ain't no saying nothing like it, bro. Well, I ain't no offensive guru. So the the thing, too, that comes with uh, – that you, y'all are kind of learning from afar about us folks in the media and fans who just get mad online during games is yeah. – Back and offense coordinator get all the hell, and uh, luckily for you all, like if you mess up, it's really probably only your position coach is going to know in the locker room. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't happen too often. You Brad got, White, uh, this man, everything. Yeah, real. See, Brad White, he strikes me as a dude who, like, if even the smallest of details bug the hell out of him. That's him. Yep. But that's good though. You know, we need we need stuff like that. But like. Kawhi the hell of a coach. Yeah. It, you know, I could have did the smallest thing wrong, and he was going to point it out every time. And then, you know, I was like, damn, I can't do nothing right. But you can't drop a piece of paper out yeah. on the practice field. Yeah, like you can't do nothing wrong with him, but, like, that's that's what you need, though. You need that in the coach. Yeah, Kawhi the hell of a coach. You did good, but. Well, I have a feeling that that's what it'll be like at the next level. So I hope so. So y'all are working out right now. What's the kind of – have they told y'all anything to prepare for? Because there's so much, you know, uncertainty with combine, pro day, I mean, just everything. Uh, I've been hearing a lot about how everything's – like, I just know for sure that things not going to be the same. Yeah, but yeah. It's just, no, you don't – they haven't, like, told us a definite thing to be looking out for because you just don't know what everything's going ready. on. Just be ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I don't heard the NFL and everything was going to decide last week if we were going to have a pro day and a combine, but nobody said anything still. Mm-hmm. So, like, people are, like, worried about spending too much money on training for no pro day. Because, you know, last year, guys had got a lot of money spent on them or whatever, and they didn't get to have a pro day, they didn't get to have a combine, nothing. So it was like a waste. But like, I'm gonna have. I'm working too hard. Somebody gonna see. Yeah, some somebody's gonna have to see us. Somebody's gonna <laughs> Man, have to I'm see the work that we crazy. put in. Yeah, because we need that. Well, good luck. 
uh, when you're working out and preparing and training for everything. I know I'm sure this is a kind of a, a weird time, also an exciting time. So I, I hope that you all get all the pro day opportunities, the opportunities that everybody else gets um, because you put in a lot of work for UK fans really appreciate um, all, all the wins you've brought in all, all the, the effort, the blood, sweat, tears. And uh, it's, it's been fun. And uh, I personally, I, I, I hate to, to see y'all go because as a guy who's just kind of a stick in the mud, who asks, you know, people questions for a living, you always made it fun. Um, it, it was never a light moment and you all were honest and uh, you know, you don't like to be worked around, but uh, I always appreciated the, the kind of brutal honesty and, and some jokes from time to time, because like, the end of the day this is a sport it's supposed to be fun and and that's what we're here to do is have a little bit of fun right yeah we definitely appreciate you too man especially on them uh picture days having y'all around the picture days was the funnest yeah. i know man it was fun y'all was fun man. i enjoyed it they went by quick but i enjoyed every moment of it. definitely did well i would appreciate too if y'all kept tweeting during uk games next fall no matter where you are um, no filter. <laughs> There's no filters on me. Yeah, I'm tweeting. I'm tweeting what I want to tweet. Man. It's going to get hectic. If somebody not doing it, like I said during the season, man, get that bitch. Get a ball. <laughs> yeah, because ain't nobody going to be able to make me run no more. put this somewhere. Let me say this right now. I'm going to this time, I'm going to say, I don't care what the new OC do, who we put in. Man, when we get in the – get a ball to keep up, y'all. Please. Can somebody please get a ball to keep up, y'all? I'm going to say this is still. See, Rod, throw my man the ball. Because, hey, <laughs> Keaton the dog. Throw my man the ball. Give I, Keaton the ball, man. All right. We'll 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 happily echo that message. Uh, no, there, <laughs> there's no problem with that. All right. What's what, what? Y'all got some social media to plug? Let's get the Instagram and Twitter followers up. Where, where can folks find y'all at? You can find me at where it's Cubone Hunter, 95 on everything. Okay. Yep. All then, mine the same. Phil underscore Hoskins. Come follow me on the ground, man. Like the pics. See my son. We up. Man. See this journey. It's going to be a crazy journey, but it's going to be a good yeah. one. Follow it for sure. Well, good luck. Uh, we'll be in touch and uh, appreciate y'all for doing this. Yes, appreciate you too, man. Anytime. And peep the technique. Sweat the technique.